Welcome, welcome everyone to Mental Wellness Mondays with me, your host, Dr. Nicole L. Arcady, your mental wellness expert. I come to you with over 19 years of experience in the field of social and behavioral sciences. I am so glad that you stopped by to listen and check in on my podcast show. This podcast is dedicated to you, professional working mothers. You're often hard on yourselves, having multiple roles that you're having to balance. So what this podcast does is it taps into the challenges and the struggles that you may face while offering you a different perspective on how to look at things to ensure your mental wellness, to ensure that you are taking care of yourself, that you are utilizing self-care items. I will be interviewing different people and also providing different topics with tips and tools on how to enhance your mental wellness. Well, you may be thinking, well, I'm not a mom or I don't work. It's okay. You can still listen and be able to find some inspirational items here that are going to help you towards transformation. The information that's going to be provided is all towards helping to motivate you find healthy and a happy life balance. So sit back, Buckle up and be ready to be transformed. And I want to thank you again for taking the time to visit, listen, and just see what this Mental Wellness Mondays is all about. Hi everyone, I'm joined here with a special guest here, Dr. Nicole Arcady, our mental wellness expert, excuse me, and I'm going to go ahead and let her introduce herself. Hello, hello everyone. I am so excited to be here with one of my good friends, Markeisha Hall. I am Dr. Nicole L. Arcady, a mental wellness expert, and I focus on helping working moms really learn the importance of self-care and taking care of their mental wellness, knowing that they are important and it's not selfish to take care of self, that you have to do that first in order for you to be able to be successful in helping anyone else. So I'm so excited to be here. Absolutely. Absolutely. That was that was a word right there. <laughs> I love that. I'm going to be stealing that. Um, so we, um, tell us a little bit about your family, um, your kiddos and, and how we are connected with special needs parenting. So I have my oldest child is 21 years old and she has special needs. Um, she was diagnosed. Ooh, I want to say back, we started the whole IEP process back in kindergarten is when we actually started. And I actually have three children. So I have a 21 year old, I have an 18 year old. And I have a 14-year-old who is soon to be 15 oh, this month. Oh, I know. Yes. <laughs> and that is how we actually met. Our boys um, were actually met, I think, in fourth grade. Fourth grade, yep. Fourth grade. <laughs> and so they have been ace, boom, coon, yes. best buzz yes. since then. And so that's how we actually met. And I'm just so excited to be able. I know you guys already know since you've been listening to Markeisha. <laughs> But she is a hoop. She has great humor, which I love because I love to laugh. <laughs> they don't know that yet. I've, I've been a little shy, but I'm gonna. They're gonna get to know that part of me. <laughs> you guys are in for a treat. In for a treat. <laughs> so those are my three kids um, that I have. Um, and let's see. 
I have a, like I said, I am a mental health therapist. So by trade, I provide mental health therapy services and coaching services. And I also teach at a local university as a college professor. Awesome, awesome, awesome. So I thought it'd be important. Awesome. Oh, wow. (laughs) (laughs) I really like that. Dre's going to be upset that that's going to be a purchase that's going to happen later on today. This is one of the little sound effects and I'm just playing with this gadget that I was enjoying. (laughs) So I thought it was super important to, um, I wish it was a, I don't know, mandatory that once a child, once a parent, a family gets the diagnosis, Mm -hmm. they go through all kinds of, all all kinds of things. I think that's been related to the maybe five stages of grief. Um, and I want my I want the listeners to know that that that's okay. Yes, right. It is, and I, I mean, you, when we were talking about this, you, you bring up a very good point because I can remember when I first got the diagnosis. Yeah, you know, and, and I'm going to equate it to the five stages of grief mm-hmm. because you go through that denial, like no, there's right. nothing wrong with my child. What do you mean? I mean, my child has been fine. Right. I they met all. You know, my thought was she met all her developmental stages. What do you mean that? there's something wrong Mm -hmm. that she's not able to keep up. Right. Right. And then you go through the anger. Yeah. Like, no, this can't be happening to me. Like, or, you know, what did I do wrong? Right. Right. What didn't I do Mm -hmm. in order for this to happen? Then you go through that bargaining stage. Okay. Well, maybe if, you know, we look at a different way, it can change. Right. Maybe if you want to see it this way, Mm -hmm. you know, she'll be all right. 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 And then you go through the depression stage where Mm -hmm. you're feeling sad because you're going, Man, you know, you're saying something's wrong with my child. Right. You're saying my child, and I, I'm going to say this word, and this is not how I feel, but you feel like you're saying my child is defective. Uh-huh. Yeah. Right? And then you take that personally. Right. Right? As a personal affront, right, to yourself. Yes. And then finally, when you're able to get to that acceptance, acceptance stage of saying, this is my child, it does not matter that my child has a disability. Right. As we like to say, other abilities, mm-hmm. right? You're able to accept them for who they are, and then you can be able to... You know, parent them accordingly, right. not how you feel you should be able to parent right. them, but parenting them to what their needs are. Right. That's good. That's good. I learned about that. I'm not sure where I heard that from, but I know mm-hmm. that it is important to um, let new parent, newly diagnosed parents or any parents that yeah. may not be newly diagnosed, but they're stuck in one of those stages yeah. to know that that's okay. Yes. Um, I adopted Josiah. Mm-hmm. And we didn't know that he had um, autism. It was mm-hmm. through that process. Mm-hmm. And I didn't think that I would go through the process mm-hmm. because mm-hmm. I was in special education. Mm-hmm. So I was like, oh, I know what it looks like. Yeah. I've yeah. experienced it. Mm-hmm. Um, but I did. When I first start seeing him um, line up his toys was one of the first things. Mm-hmm. And then the second was, of course, he, he didn't have any language. Mm-hmm. And it was the meltdowns. That's mm-hmm. when he when he started to melt down at the same time every day. And I was like. No, he's just, no, it's just because you're always talking mm-hmm. about special education. You, yeah. And then I was like, well, he's adjusting to our home because mm-hmm. he, he was in different foster care homes. And then I was like, am I doing mm-hmm. what, what parents what, do? What uh-huh. I tell them like, oh, just, you know, it's going to be okay. You uh-huh. know, this is what it is. And mm-hmm. I went through that whole thing and I, it's, it's real. Yes. Um, I got to acceptance yeah. quickly. Um do you think you got to acceptance quickly because of your background? Yes, okay. I think so. Because I'm able to see, oh, I'm about to get emotional mm-hmm. um, because I have friends like you. I can mm-hmm. see China. I have mm-hmm. Bryce with Jen. Um, all, all my students, they never, they all pro- progressed. Mm-hmm. So when they came into the classroom, they were, uh, well, I taught Mod Severe. 
Um, and then to see them now 15 to FaceTime. I talked mm-hmm. to a lot of them. Facebook is wonderful. They're having birthday parties. Yeah. So not that everyone, everyone might not be verbal, but they made progress from three. So in my mind, I keep all those things and that helped me. Okay. And so I'm hoping that our listeners oh, connect okay. with other families mm-hmm. online is great or yeah, someone close by. So you can see like, okay, well yeah. their child progressed because yeah. I don't want to say like they're going to speak, we yeah, hope, yeah, yeah. you know, or they're going to walk, yeah. um, but there will be progress yeah. that was made. So you had a reference point yes. that made it helpful that for made you it to helpful. be able to get to that acceptance piece because I can recall for me, it was this whole piece of shame, mm. like shame that, man, I failed somewhere. You know, I didn't do something right. Yeah, and I just went, when I, I took my vitamins when I was right. pregnant. You know, I read to her in my belly. Mm-hmm. Even when she was an infant, I read and I did all these things. And so you look at what did I do wrong? Right. And I didn't have that support system. And, and you know, the people who could have supported me at the time, it's still that shameful place, right? right? And I'm still in that denial. Yeah. Like, no. And, and I can recall, I met someone, they said, well, she seems a little, I said, she's just shy. Mm-hmm. That's just how she is. Yes. She's just, you know, whenever she gets around new people. Mm-hmm. So I didn't want to hear anything, right. you know, prior to her becoming school age. Right. When I look back now on other people who kind of was trying to help me identify some things that I was just, no, yep. I don't know what you're talking about. Right. My, do- my daughter is fine. Yep. <laughs> and that's what I hear a lot of that in my mom groups. Um, and I don't, I don't want it to be that way. Mm-hmm. You know, it's, it is, I want, I want you guys to be able to go through the process and know that on the other end, that your child will make, will make progress. Um, and that it is okay to be in each one of those stages and get through those, um, get through those stages so that you can get to the acceptance of it. And sometimes it still creeps up though, right? Like. Yeah, I mean, you do. And I have to check myself, right? you know, because one of the things with my daughter, she has a difficult time with shoes. Mm-hmm. And so she still puts her shoes on, you know, the wrong feet. Mm-hmm. And so she's like, Mom, which one? And I would tell her, don't go outside with those looking out right. looking at you, you know. Right. And so we just had to figure out ways to modify for her. And it was just simply drawing a heart mm-hmm. on the right shoe, on the back oh, of the okay. heel. So then she knew, oh, this one goes on my right foot. Okay. Because I would ask her, don't, doesn't it feel different? Mm-hmm. Put your wrong foot in the other right. shoe. She's like, no, nope, feels fine nope. to me. Yep. And I'm just thinking, I tried it, and I thought, oh my god, this feels weird to me. I don't know how she's doing that. Right, right. Yeah, I know. For me, anger kind of sprawled up this mm-hmm. um, season because he started kindergarten, and I just it was bad. Mm. <laughs> so, um, but I was able to recognize it. Yeah. I guess that's an important thing, yes. right? As a mental wealth mental health expert awareness is key (laughs) okay i mean awareness awareness because you can't change anything unless you first have awareness right you have to first have that awareness right which Mm -hmm. is the acknowledgement that okay there's something wrong something's going on right right and then being able to identify what it is as i have an aip process in my occasional more book talking about this Uh and so then you have to process it yes right and it's a stage yeah it's a process of being able to do that um and it can take some time yeah right practice makes perfect right that's how you can (laughs) practice makes progress yes i like that practice makes i slipped all the way (laughs) I slipped all the way into anger. <laughs> yes. I was really upset because I was like, why did, you know, why does he have to um, struggle? Mm-hmm. Because it was kinder. Mm-hmm. And um, 
like his first year, real year in a real, real big kid school, as he would say. Mm-hmm. And he he struggled. And that made me really upset because even though I couldn't have done anything about yeah. it yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, because he was adopted. But even yeah. if, if I had birthed um, a child that was on the spectrum, there's nothing that you can do about it. Nope. So but I still was like, well, I'm a teacher. Mm-hmm. His dad's a teacher. Mm-hmm. His siblings are mm-hmm. All honorable. Mm-hmm. He's around this, and even though we we mm-hmm. can we can't change that. No, that, that you bring up a good point. I can remember having a conversation with my mom, going, "This is so hard." I said, "You know what? I think she needs to be in a home where it's just one parent. You know, just she's the only child mm-hmm. with two older parents, mm-hmm. like both of them educated." Right. My mom said, "No, she's in the best home that she can be." Right. Because I'm like, "But this is hard. Yep. You know, how do you?" Because it was really managing my own emotions. Right. It was nothing about her. Absolutely. It was all about managing my own emotions and adjusting my own expectations yes that's good so that they could be realistic yes right for that's my good. child yes and that's the part that's that's yep. a challenge yep because he is happy as a clam mm-hmm. um once we remove um some of the things that once we adjust what my expectations are yeah. not that they're low expectations no, no. but they're not realistic they're re- yeah they're mm-hmm. realistic yeah. um and focusing on progress and what we used to be i don't yeah. know about you um, like with Taylor, we were like, she's our, she's my oldest. Mm-hmm. I forget everybody doesn't know. She's the oldest. She's 17. She's graduating this year. Um, but when she was a baby, <laughs> when she was our first, so we we're like, yeah. we want her in the best schools. Yeah. And she got like the Obama reading award and wow. she got lots of stuff. Wow. And so, you know, that's a lot of pressure that yeah. I then put on Joe, yeah. Yeah. you know, or yeah. not. I don't well, know how to say it. Well, I think you're saying it right. It's because when you start off with high excellence, right, then your expectation is that the other ones are going to come and be at the same level. And so then when you don't have that, it takes some time to readjust and shift, right, right of how you're looking at it. Right. And that's normal. Yeah. That's normal. Well, I'm good. I'm glad to know that's normal <laughs> because I was feeling bad. I was like, you shouldn't. I was like, they were reading by this time. I did the same thing with mm-hmm. all three mm-hmm. of the kids. And then I had to um, be aware Mm -hmm. of what I was putting myself through, really, because he doesn't care. Mm -hmm. He's in happy land. Okay. He doesn't care. It's us. It's us. He doesn't know about those things. No. He's he's happy. Mm -hmm. And so I refocused, and Mm -hmm. I still have to refocus because our society is so um, very hung up on milestones. Yeah. And um, those type of accomplishments and not to take those accomplishments away from our other children yeah. um, because they work hard for those things also. Mm-hmm. But it doesn't have to be it doesn't have to be the same for yeah. each child. Now, yeah. I know that yeah. to be the truth, but still I'm trying mm-hmm. to tell I'm trying to tell you guys like mm-hmm. I, I still go through it and be like, mm-hmm. I want them to get. Yeah, it's not, it's not like you've arrived. Right. Right, it's a process. Want to get the pink ice cream cone for the sight words, and then I'm thinking, that's not where he is right now. Mm -hmm. He just started. If I actually look at it, he just have been. He's six now, so he's only been talking Mm -hmm. for two years. Wow, that's amazing. (laughs) For two years, yeah. I mean, he talks well. He does talk well. Two years, he talks my ears off. Oh my goodness! I'm gonna put that in perspective. He says. Hi, Brenton's mom. <laughs> yep. I'm forever Brenton's mom. Where's Tosh? <laughs> Where's the baby at? 
right? Yeah. So putting things into perspective is... Yeah. And I will say this to your listeners, to the listeners listening Mm -hmm. in. I wish I would have had someone like you, an empowered parent partner. I wish I would have had someone like you. And it is different when you're a parent versus a professional. Yes. Because on the professional realm, when I used to work for um, a county agency... I used to go to the IEPs. I was the one that did assessments mm. for, and this is for our emotionally disturbed children mm-hmm. who actually had to have a higher level of care who couldn't be contained in, in a regular classroom setting because mm-hmm. they actually had to go to uh, residential right. treatment facilities. Mm-hmm. And so I was used to going to IEPs and, you know, presenting and doing this and talking to the parents. But when I was the parent on the other end, mm-hmm. it, I don't care how much education, how much experience, right. I was sitting there boohooing and yes, crying. absolutely. And going, what in the world? Give me the chick you know, teenage, how can you speak? Kleenex. <laughs> yes. Box, yes. Kind of thing. Yes. So it's different, when, it you're, is different. Uh, when you're the parent and you're going through that. But to have someone to sit with you through that process, oh my gosh, meant so much. I mean, it would have meant so much to yeah. me. And so for me, I was able on the professional round because when I would see parents start to cry and I would see some of those school officials just be really cold yes. and act as if they were just, dis- they were just dismissive and didn't right. even see the tears. Right. And I would have to say, can we just pause for a moment? Can mm-hmm. we get her some water? Yes. Can we get some Kleenex please? Right. So to have someone such as yourself as an advocate on that, my side at that time, man. Well, I'm hoping that's what I hope for. That's what I've um, started this for because I wanted to, I saw the same thing when I was a teacher. Mm-hmm. Um, I was on the other side. Mm-hmm. Um, and I, but, but what touched me and what made me do that is just seeing the other side. It was like, we're just both parents. Yeah. Like I'm a parent and you're a parent. And that's how I would feel. Well, yeah. now how I do feel mm-hmm. having my child that does have IEP and mm-hmm. does need those types of things. So, yeah. Thank you. You are so very welcome. Well, I am just super excited to be able to have come on and just, you know, share some tips, some nuggets uh, for the parents and and help them to feel, you know, let them know they're not alone. Right. That's the biggest thing because you feel like you feel so isolated. Mm -hmm. When I work with clients, oftentimes they'll say, I feel so isolated. Yes. And that's why I love doing groups. Mm -hmm. So when I do my group sessions, because they get to experience other people going through the same thing and they go, wow, it's not just me. I'm not alone. I'm not a freak. There's not right. something wrong with me. Right. And so I'm so glad that you're doing this forum so that you're helping those parents who have children with special needs, right, uh, with other abilities right. to be able to, you know, feel okay. Right. And not feel shame. Right. Or guilt. Yes. Like, even if you, when you feel mad, mad, because mm-hmm. I still get mad. Mm-hmm. Josiah, oh, yes. Christmas decorations. Mm-hmm. Um got taken apart mm-hmm. he's starting to cut and some oh. things that we don't want cut mm-hmm. have been cut mm-hmm. um and then you already you know you feel mad mm-hmm. i felt mad i was like yeah. what do you you know then you feel guilty it was like does he oh, really get feel? it mm-hmm. and then, mm-hmm. it's okay it's okay it is okay, it is okay. i still get upset too <laughs> i have to remind myself like i said my child is 21 years old but i have to go on that i go in that room and I go enter at your own risk. Yes. <laughs> and it is ridiculous in there. And we have to go in there with her step right. by step. This is how you clean. Right. You, we are not going to have you in here looking like a bad lady. Right. In this room. Exactly. Okay. <laughs> so we're saying you could still, I don't want to say like, you don't have to be your a feelings. cautious parent. You can yeah. still be, your parent. No, you don't parent. Yes. 
And it's okay. It's right? okay. You're human. Right. You're, you're going to go through whatever you're going to yep. go through and, and not being so hard on yourself. Don't be so hard on yourself. It's yes. not your fault. No. The same things that you wouldn't um, accept for your neurotypical kids, mm-hmm. we don't accept it. So mm-hmm. when I get mad, it's just, mm-hmm. look, he gets the look. Mm-hmm. You guys can't see the look, but it's, mm-hmm. it's, it's the mama look. Look. <laughs> look. <laughs> what we're not going to do uh, is, uh-huh, okay? Exactly. Uh-huh. Put those scissors <laughs> in the box, mm-hmm. and we're not going to be cutting all of mommy's stuff. Oh no! <laughs> this is too much fun. This is too much fun. So, what are three, maybe three things that you could tell parents um, to do once they maybe identify the steps? So maybe we can just review what the five stages are. Mm-hmm. And then so they can maybe identify like to themselves, like, where am Mm -hmm. I here? Mm -hmm. And then what can they do to on a daily basis, something that you would recommend to, you know, keep your mental health. Mm -hmm. Well, it's Mm -hmm. this important. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. We could talk about a whole nother session on the rabbit hole of trying to do it all and all those things. But for right now, let's. Review, like, just review the teacher in us. Let's review (laughs) the five stages and then maybe give a few tips, three tips on kind of what they can do to, you know, check in on themselves daily. Because you can't always talk to, your clients don't get get to talk to you every day, right? You got to be able to... Um, do have some own. things on your own yeah. that you can that are doable. Yeah, you know we don't want to be like yes. go on a five mile hike and you oh, have no. No, six no, no. kids no, no, or four kids yeah. or three. Yeah. Yep, yeah. So, right. Even one kid. Can even one kid. Lot, okay, because right? <laughs> it take a lot of your attention. Yes, right. But just going back through the five stages of grief, and that's what we were saying that you know you may experience when you get the first diagnosis of your child. Um, is denial, mm-hmm. right? Having the denial. Then there's the anger stage. Mm-hmm. There's the bargaining stage. There's the depression. And then there's finally the acceptance okay. stage. And so just try to figure out where you may fall within that, the stages. And the stages, they're not linear. So you can be in one and then bounce to another one, uh-huh. right? Go oh, shift good. in between. Mm-hmm. So you may start off, you know, with anger, right? right? And then shift to the to the bargaining, then right. go up to the denial, right? Okay. So just wanting you to know that it doesn't have to go in order. Oh, I didn't know with that. How, mm-hmm. Okay. Okay. <laughs> with how it's listed and some things that you can do because you got to take care of yourself, right? Yes. As you're taking care of your kids, particularly when you have child, you know, or children with special needs, because it does require more yes. from you, more energy. And so I'm going to say you need to definitely. I know this is going to be hard, but this is a must, a must, moms. You have to get at least seven to seven and a half hours of sleep every night yeah sleep is so very important when we are sleep deprived one is the same as being inebriated mm. right or intoxicated okay. they found two when you are sleep deprived it impacts your concentration mm-hmm. it impacts your focus it impacts your mood yeah. so you're more irritable mm-hmm. more cranky right. right your energy level is low right so at least get seven to seven and a half hours of sleep please please try your darndest to right get closest to that mm-hmm. then no things happen yes right but try to get closest to that as possible what i often say in order to do that think of whatever time you need to wake up and then count back set by seven hours oh, okay so then you know what time you need to go to sleep by right right and what is your latest that you can go to sleep so mm-hmm. that's just number one Two, when you wake up in the morning, this is something that's free. 
just do some light stretches. Less than five minutes when you wake up. Okay. Because when you do the stretches, it's going to help your body, the blood circulating through your body, and mm-hmm. that's going to help with your mood. And right. that's going to help you be more available yes. for your children. Right. So that's a great one. And one of the other things I tell my clients all the time, and I actually write this up on a... Um, a nice yellow paper and it said i want i tell them to say every time they wake up in the morning today is going to be a good day okay i've had clients post it they posted it at work mm-hmm. they posted it in their bathroom in their bedroom right wherever they're at but i want you to wake up and you say today is going to be a good day right because how i think about the day is going to impact how i feel yes and then my actions on what i do right right so just a quick review three things that you can do get seven to seven and a half hours of sleep every day yes when you wake up, you're going to do some light stretches, less than five minutes of sticking your arms out to the side. You can go up, mm-hmm. go over. You want to hold the, the stretch, the pose for at least 25 seconds, okay. right? And then the third option is, uh, the thir- third thing is when you wake up in the morning, you're going to say today's going to be a good day. Okay. So you can say that before you actually stretch. Yes. So as soon as you open your eyes, you can say today's going to be a good day. Or you can say after you stretch, today's going to be a good day. A mantra. Right? Yes, yes, it's a mantra. And I want you to say it at least seven times. Mm-hmm. Because what we know, research has shown us, is it takes us saying or hearing something seven times before it actually sticks. Okay. So that's why I have my clients. Dr. Say it Nicole's seven times. taking us to school. <laughs> I'm like this. Okay. I literally sit in when I'm in session. I will sit there when I have my clients say certain affirmation statements. I have them. I count on my hand and I make them say it seven times. And they're looking, why am I saying it? Because I want it to stick. Right. <laughs> yes, we do. Now, if they want to hear more from you, mm-hmm. where can we find you, Dr. Nicole Arcady? Well, <laughs> my social handles, I try to make it as simple as possible. It's Dr. Nicole Arcady. Okay. That is simple. Twitter, Instagram. I have a YouTube channel, Dr. Nicole Arcady. That is N-I-C-O-L-E-A-R-K-A-D-I-E. D as in David, I-E. You can also visit my website. If you visit, you can subscribe to a newsletter and you get two free downloadable e-books. Oh. One on stages of grief. Oh. Hey, hey. And the other is on mental wellness tips. And that is www.nicolearcady.com. Com. And you can also access different inspirational items. I have books. Yes. Also centered around mental wellness and just giving inspiration and helping you to be and live your better you. Yes. And and you have a podcast. Oh, sorry. <laughs> <laughs> sorry. That's right. Yeah. I have a podcast also. So you can listen wherever podcasts are available. I try to make it simple. Dr. Nicole yep. or Katie. <laughs> It's how you can find it. Mental Wellness Mondays. So I do my podcast on Mondays. Okay. Uh, all sitting around. As you can see the theme. Right. Mental, mental Wellness. Health. Yep. <laughs> and your catchphrase, because I love it. My catchphrase is, you matter too, so take care of you. Yes, moms. And dads, because Dre yes. gets mad when I don't say dads. Yes, I know. And we're not excluding it. And I'm glad you said that. Even though I focus on moms, right. I'm not excluding dads. Right. I'm focusing on moms because moms don't focus on themselves yes and no one focuses on moms right moms focus on everyone else yes and and neglect their own needs right dads get moms yes right moms focus <laughs> on dad mom tells the kids hey right me dad. yes right yes so that's why burr, 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 burr. right okay, which one which one you want to do i don't know i don't even know Gucci, Gucci, Prada. <laughs> Exclude dads, right? It's just the focus. Yes. 
would want because moms don't focus on, right. on ourselves. Especially in the in that in that time because you know what we just want what's best for our babies. That's what it bo- boils down to. Yes, it does. Oh. Oh, I like that one. I'm trying to pick Yes. <laughs> <laughs> well, we're going to finish playing with this and find some new tunes. I might have to come over here and record all of my podcast um, episodes so that I can have some um, sound some sound effects. But I want to no thank problem. you. Thank you so much yes. for coming on. And I'm sure we'll be. Yay. <laughs> I'm sure that we'll be connecting again soon. Hope that you guys all have a great rest of the day and thank you for taking the time to listen.